Plan B calls the bottom. Janet Yellen says, oops, Biden blames everybody. And on the first day of hurricane season, Jamie Dimon says, prepare to hunker down for a financial hurricane. This and more on today's episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. you sexy sat stackers and welcome to the latest episode of the bitcoin bulletin podcast today is wednesday june 1st 2022 and that means it is dca wednesday we are kind of excited because if uh the price works out we're hoping to stack our two millionth sat today this will also be our 45th stack which means we will have stacked 900 dollars, just 20 dollars at a time it's been almost a year, not quite a year, since we began this journey back last July. Uh, I believe it was July 28th. And again, we've stacked 44 times, and this will be our 45th stack. But before we get into that and the news, a quick look at the vital statistics. We are currently sitting at a block height of 738,916. Bitcoin is, well, it's it's down for the day. It's uh, ringing in at $29,630, or 3,375 sats per dollar. Doing this podcast, actually, I've been in the Bitcoin space for uh, for quite a while, longer than I've been doing this podcast, but doing this podcast has really helped me, helped me to appreciate the whole concept of Zoom Out, because if you just had your nose in the charts and were following the price all day, it's been a roller coaster ride. Bitcoin was up, and then it was down, and, uh, and then it was up. It was all, it made it all the way up to about thirty two thousand, and now it's back down to what I said twenty nine thousand six something, uh, twenty nine thousand six thirty. Uh, but zooming out and looking at it week over week, we're almost exactly where we were last week. Last week we were at twenty nine thousand seven hundred eighty five, so only a hundred and fifty five dollars difference than where we were last week. Less than twenty five sats per dollar difference than where we were last week. So uh, zooming out really helps you. Uh, smooth out your perspective by by DCAing weekly. Um, we've been obviously averaging our cost basis, but it's also been painting a picture that shows a lot less volatility than when you're staring at the, you know, the price on an hourly or daily basis. At least that's, a, that's something that I've picked up um, from just doing this podcast for the last year. If you wanted to trade your shiny metal rocks in for Bitcoin, it's going to cost you 16 ounces. That's 16 one ounce gold coins, 16 shiny silver coins, sorry, shiny yellow metal coins, or exactly one pound of gold. And that's also almost exactly where we were last week. It was 16.1 ounces of gold would buy you a, a bit, one Bitcoin last week. So uh, only a tenth of an ounce difference. So basically one pound, uh, 0.1 ounce less gold than it would take last week so that's pretty smooth as well despite the fact the price of gold has moved all week long as well one bitcoin will currently score you 1776 papa john's pizzas 
That is a, a little bit fewer than last week, but again, about the same. Last week was 1,785. So again, on the week perspective, uh, the price of Bitcoin and Papa John's pizzas has remained quite kind of the same. And so is the price of barrel. The price of barrels, the price of barrel, the price of oil per barrels. I'm having a really hard time talking today. I don't know if it's just because I've been running myself ragged and it's late in the day. We have a lot of things going on where I'm at, so it's more than just the price of Bitcoin that's exciting. Um, the other thing about June 1st is it's the first day of Atlantic hurricane season, and right on cue, we have a storm forming up in the Gulf of Mexico that is going to influence uh, the southeastern United States in a few days, So, um, and probably influence the price of oil as well if it interferes with any of the refineries or oil platforms in the Gulf. But back to what I was trying to spit out a second ago, and that's if you wanted to buy a barrel of oil, that will cost you 387,450 sats, which is a little bit more than last week, but not dramatically, considering the price of gas set a record in some parts of the country of over $8 a gallon. So in fiat terms, oil is through the roof. In Bitcoin terms, we're about where we were last week. The ever important or not important, depending on your perspective, market capitalization of Bitcoin is up slightly from last week. We're sitting at 564.6 billion, uh, just under 20 billion more than last week. Part of that is because of the price is a tiny bit more than it was last week. And the other part of that uh, is because there's more Bitcoin in existence than there was last week. And of course, market capitalization takes in the entire uh, number of coins in existence and the current price. So as the number of coins increase, market cap is going to increase as well. The mempool is uh, looking a lot different than it was last week. Last week, there were 1,339 transactions pending, which was just over two blocks worth of transactions. We currently have 10 blocks worth of transactions pending in the mempool. There's 1,000, correction, 12,071 transactions pending in my mempool. That's 10 blocks worth, even if not another single transaction were to take place in, in between now and when the next block is found. Uh, we just had a block a couple minutes ago, so that's likely to increase depending on how fast blocks are coming in. That being said, one sat per byte will still clear within a day, uh, although we've seen a steady increase in the recommended number of sats per byte to be guaranteed that your transaction will be included in the next block. Last week, it was 17 sats per block or per, per byte. The week before that, it was 15 sats per byte, and now we're looking at 19 sats per byte to guarantee your transaction will be in the next block. But as I said, one sat per byte transactions are still clearing. At least it's anticipating that they will still clear within 24 hours if you're willing to wait. That metric you know I like to follow, the 24-hour transaction volume, the number of transactions on-chain averaging every second, uh, is humming right along at 3.22 transactions per second. That's a little bit lower than last week's 3.39 transactions per second, but still well above that three transactions per second that I personally think indicates healthy on-chain activity. It's been about two weeks since we had our last difficulty adjustment. Um, that was a difficulty decrease of 4.3% in the difficulty to mine the next block. We're currently 956 blocks away from uh, the next increase. And that is moved up to June 8th. Last week, it was forecast to be June 9th. But again, since blocks were coming in faster than they should, uh, that means that the next difficulty adjustment will not be um, two weeks away. It'll be 
you know, because it's based on the number of blocks, not the not the not the human time, but blockchain time. And that is because blocks are currently averaging nine minutes and fifty six seconds. This difficulty epic, and that's doing a little better, a little closer to the ten minutes that Bitcoin is supposed to average that it targets. Last week it, they were zooming in at nine minutes and twenty six seconds on average. So we're getting closer to that ten minute target, and that. Um, and that explains why, depending on where you get your data, we're looking at either an increase or a decrease. But in general, the consensus is going to be an increase of less than 1% sometime around June 8th. All right. Well, there's been a lot going on in the news. Like I said, the, the price is up and the price was down and the price is currently down. Of course, a lot of people in the financial world were forecasting, at least in the stock market, a relief rally. Um, and after what, seven straight weeks of losses in the stock market, we did see the stock market go up. And of course, we've now seen the stock market go back down, which would indicate kind of like that dead cat bounce or relief rally, whatever you want to call it. Which is interesting, because just yesterday, Plan B tweeted, quote, so did you buy the dip? Along with a chart that many are taking to indicate that he was calling the bottom, that the bottom had already been, the bottom was already in, and that it had been in around the 28 to 32,000 range and that um, he didn't go right out and say the bottom was in, and I'm not sure if, if he's walked that back or, or if he's standing by it. But as of his tweet yesterday, um, he was indicating that he's calling the bottom. Of course, Plan B has been taking a lot of heat ever since his floor model prediction of $135,000 Bitcoin by December last year failed to materialize. Uh, and as you remember, just last week, we were mentioning that Corey Clipston was blasting the stock to flow model as completely incompatible with Bitcoin, saying that uh, you can't even use stock to flow for commodities. Uh, and again, I'm not a TA tra- uh, transaction analysis. I'm not a chart guy, a TA guy. Uh, I certainly don't have the experience that either Plan B or Corey Clipston has in this field. Both of them at least claim to be professionals. Uh, we don't know who Plan B really is, so we don't know what his credentials really are. But if you believe they are what they're supposed to be, obviously he's a lot more qualified to make predictions than I would be, although I think all predictions are hooey, especially when it comes to Bitcoin. Janet Yellen has finally admitted she was wrong about inflation. Of course, she didn't admit it till it was blatantly obvious and then some, but uh, she did say that she was wrong when she said that she wasn't concerned about the possibility of inflation and that, or that it was transitory. Uh, appearing on CNN yesterday, she said, quote, I think I was wrong then about the path that inflation would take. But, of course, going on to blame, quote, unanticipated and large shocks to the economy and, of course, the evil supply chain, for which she and the administration, of course, had absolutely no control and nothing to do with. So uh, nobody seems to put two and two together that maybe dramatically increasing the money supply is the reason why we've got this inflation. Uh, But, you know, hey, um, you know, if you'd listen to Milton Friedman in the 70s and the 80s, you would have known that. And apparently, if you'd listened to Bitcoin Twitter, you'd have known that because the money printer go burr meme has been around for well over a year, much longer than inflation. Uh, and so obviously you saw it coming, but apparently Janet Yellen, the most qualified individual that we could find to run the Treasury Department, uh, didn't see it coming. Uh, I, my personal opinion is that they did see it coming, that they actually want inflation, that they need inflation to try and inflate the debt away. But I also believe this administration is just as incompetent as the Carter administration was. And that is probably why we're seeing 1970s-like conditions forming up. It's 
Kind of ironic. We haven't seen anything like this in the country since the administration that most closely resembles this administration. And then all of a sudden, everything about the country is starting to look the same as it did in the 1970s. And I'm not just talking financially. The, you know, the crime in New York City is returning to 1970s level. Uh, racial tension in the country is returning to 1970s level. Uh, 1970s was a very chaotic time. Most of you probably don't remember it. I barely remember it. But um, in general, the 1970s were, uh, they were a fluster cluck. And uh, the one other thing that we have in common with the 1970s is we had uh, a uh, president who's uh, from pretty much the same generation, just a little bit older than the current president is, uh, with the same outlook and the same, well, that's not entirely true either. I think Jimmy Carter, while he was misguided and wrong, was a generally, genuinely nice person. And I can't say that again about this current president. I think he's obviously been in it for him. He's his entire career out of college. He's been in an elected office. So um, and that's another funny thing because, hey, Joe, you've been in office longer than I've been alive. And yet nothing ever has ever been your fault. You've done nothing wrong in more than 50 years as a senator, vice president, and now president of the United States. Give me a break, dude. Or as you would say, uh, come on, man. All right. Well, as if right on cue for the first day of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season, Jamie Dimon was out saying, quote, you'd better brace yourself for what he is calling a, quote, economic hurricane caused by Fed policy. At least Jamie gets it. And of course, the war in Ukraine. And obviously the war in Ukraine uh, does have something to do with things like the cost of oil and the supply chains. And the, it'll have the coming food crisis from the fact that they produce a ton of, you know, wheat and corn that isn't going to be grown uh, this next planning season. Of course, those are all effects that are going to be coming in the future. But, you know, hey, I don't discount the war in Ukraine. But that, again, is also a man-made disaster. And whether or not um, you want to blame Putin or whether you want to blame the people that enabled him by being weak, depending on your point of view, uh, it's fair to say Joe Biden might have some blood on his hands for that as well. Uh, we certainly knew that the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, that Russia was not happy with the situation in Ukraine and people are, um, you know, plenty, pointing plenty of fingers, plenty of blame to go around for what's going on in Ukraine. Of course, numero uno, um, the blame falls on, on Vladimir Putin's shoulders. But, um, you know, they say strong times create strong men and weak times create, um, weak times create, weak men create bad times. I am very much having a hard time articulating myself today. I do apologize. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's making the show more entertaining. Maybe it's not. Uh, hopefully it's making it more entertaining. You know, I certainly get a kick out of listening to other podcasts when people bumble. Uh, and, you know, like what Marty Bent is notorious for not being able to pronounce anything properly. So and that's one of the things that makes listening to Tales from the Crypt or TFTC, as they're calling it now, more entertaining. Uh, but I do apologize. As I mentioned, Joe Biden continues to blame everything but his administration for inflation and everything else that's going wrong with the country. Remember, he first said that inflation wasn't going to happen. Then he parroted the whole transitory narrative. Then he, at one point, said it was good. And then at one point, he said it was up. It was because of the greedy corporations price gouging. Remember, it was just because the corporations were charging more and trying to trying to trying to hose people to make to make profit. And then, of course, it was Russia's fault. Um, but Carter, I mean Biden has yet to take responsibility for literally anything, despite, again, being in office since 1970. Fathom that. 
I don't care whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, or as I heard on Cafe Bitcoin yesterday, a Possibilitarian. Uh, dude, if you've been in office for 50 years, it's kind of like that thing, you know, like everyone I know is an a-hole except me. It's like, hey, maybe you're the problem. I don't know. Um, all I know is that eventually everything is good for Bitcoin. And if he wants to destroy the U.S. dollar, that's only going to make your sats stronger in the long run. And hey, again, that is why we're here. Because today is DCA Wednesday. And if you don't know what DCA is and you haven't been following us for the previous 44 stacks, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. For example, this will be our 45th stack. We started all the way back on Wednesday, July 28th, and we've been stacking $20 every Wednesday since then. So our equal portion is $20 and our regular interval is weekly. Some people choose to stack weekly. Some choose to stack daily. There are services out that, that will let you DCA every, uh, every minute, uh, which is kind of insane to think about. Uh, for me, I think we've already starting to see that DCA weekly seems to be smoothing out the, the, the prices that we've been purchasing at. So, uh, but again, that's up to you. A lot of people choose to DCA when they get paid and that could be different for different people as well. If you have a regular nine to five, it seems like most people get paid either every Friday or every other Friday. So people, um, that choose to DCA on their paydays, um, you know, that, that seems to be the most convenient time, especially if you have like, you know, direct deposit and you have a certain amount of your paycheck every month peeled off and sent to uh, your investment account, whatever app you choose to be using. So far, those 44 stacks have purchased us 1,944,452 sats. And it's looking, if things go the way that they're, that they're, that they're planned today, we'll, we will stack our 2 millionth sat. And that's pretty cool because Again, we've been stacking for less than a year, and that's one of the other things I wanted to try and explore and maybe prove out with this podcast is, again, every day on Reddit or Twitter, you hear people say or see people ask, is it too late? I only have 50 or or $100. Is that too little? And so I wanted to show that even with as little as $20 a week, it could, you could build a stack of sats, and hopefully by the end of this episode, we will have built 2 million sats in less than a year with only $20 a week. So... Again, uh, this is an investment advice. You do you. If you want to invest in Bitcoin, pick an amount that you feel comfortable with, an amount that you're not planning on touching for an extended period of time, and an amount that you wouldn't, as they always say, never invest anything that you aren't prepared to lose. Um, but pick an interval that's appropriate with you. Pick a, pick a dollar value that's appropriate for you. Um, and again, uh, you do you, but we're going to invest $20. And to do so, as usual, we're going to use the handy-dandy Cash App. Cash App is not necessarily the cheapest way to stack sats, but I think it's the easiest. If you do not already have Cash App, there is a referral code in the show notes. And if you click on that link to sign up for Cash App, you'll get five bucks free just for signing up. And we'll get five bucks too, and that'll help us out. Cash App is not a sponsor. Any, any user has a referral code. Uh, we don't even have a custom referral link. Uh, but we do have a referral link. And again, that's in the show notes. Uh, and we are going to open up our handy-dandy cash app, click on the Bitcoin logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and click buy. And then it's going to ask us to confirm. And 
boom just like that we've stacked another 65,787 sats and as anticipated that has boosted our stack above the 2 million mark we now have 2,010,239 sats and an average cost basis of $44,770.80 and the other nice thing about buying DCA is that is down another $486.17 from what our average cost basis was just last week Last week's purchase, you know, if you remember, it dropped our, our average cost basis by $521. And two weeks ago, our purchase dropped us by more than $600. So the other thing that's cool about, you know, dollar cost averaging is that, sure, we bought high, but we also bought low. And again, that's that whole smoothing things out and averaging, buying it, you know, averaging your cost basis out. DCA, dollar cost averaging, is a long-term strategy, and it's too soon to start crowing about whether we've, you know, whether it's been a success or a failure, other than the fact that it has proven that we can stack 2 million sats at only $20 a week in less than a year. Um, but, um, you know, we've bought the highs and we bought the lows. We've bought uh, over 66000 and we've bought as low as 28944 That was just three weeks ago. Uh, so this will be our fourth or fifth lowest. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive, it turns out, than our last stack at 29,695 so almost exactly you've seen for the last one two three four weeks we've been right around 29,000 from the high 28s 28.9 to the uh, mid-range 29s to the upper 29s so within about a $1,000 range for a month now if you zoom out and look at a weekly basis uh, so that's pretty cool Hey, real quick, if you have been enjoying the show and you would like to support us, there are a number of ways you can do so. Uh, first and foremost, please consider following us on Twitter. We are at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. And of course, we have video versions of the podcast on our YouTube channel. So please uh, follow us on Twitter and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you feel so inclined, you can tip us via Twitter if you have that enabled. You can also support us directly through anchor.fm by using our support link that's included in the show notes. Obviously, probably the easiest way to support any Bitcoin podcast now is to listen on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app. We're available on you know Breeze Wallet or Fountain app, any podcasting 2.0 app. You can tip us via their boost or stream us a sat per minute or whatever you think is uh, a, whatever you what you think is worth. Uh, worth it to you for listening to this podcast. You can also support us by using those referral links in the show notes. As we previously mentioned, the Cash App referral sh referral link will get you five bucks. We also have a Strike referral link in the show notes that will get you ten dollars. Um, and of course, I've written a couple of books. Probably the most relevant being Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs. I wrote that back in 2017. Uh, it's kind of a super basic uh, primer for helping orange pill your friends and family or maybe getting to a base, more of a basic grasp of the of Bitcoin if you're completely new to this space. And that's available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com if you're interested in purchasing my books. That will certainly help me out. Last but not least, we have a Beish32 address in the notes as well if you'd like to contribute Bitcoin directly on chain. Of course, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll probably notice the QR code in the bottom left-hand corner. That's for that Beish32 address if you wanted to tip us in Bitcoin. Again, you can contact us by following us or DMing us on Twitter. We are at BTCBulletinPod on Twitter. And our email is BitcoinBulletin at ProtonMail.com. And of course, don't forget to join us this Wednesday and every Wednesday for our DCA episodes. And until then, keep stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.